Hello and welcome to Dan and Matt's Football Chat. Um, you can find more about us on our website um, and you'll see links and also transcripts for our podcast. Um, how you doing, Matt? Uh, I'm doing fine, Dan. How are you? That was too much of a pause. I'm sorry, you need to be quicker <laughs> than that. Um, yeah, so welcome. To, by the time you listen to this, uh, the Women's World Cup will be in full swing. And later in the show, we'll be talking, uh, maybe not a deep dive, maybe just a little kind of shallow dive, I suppose, uh, into some of the runners and riders uh, of the tournament, which kicks off on Thursday evening, which is just three Three days away, is that right? Yeah, three days away. I so think it really, is, Dan. Really yeah, it's Monday, three and a bit days, yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. I, I, for um, once, the time difference won't be as bad for us as it is normally. It'll be the rest of the world suffering. Um, yeah. We're doing all the yeah. weird calculations. That's right. We'll actually be able to get up on the day and work out what game we're watching, and it will be on at that time. So that's yeah, that's quite yeah. nice. The, the evening games will be, what, lunchtime in sort of Western Europe, and then... Really early in the morning yeah. for the Americas, and then I suppose Asia's kind of all right because it'll be like you know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, as you said, it's the other way around. Normally we're not we're not getting up. Uh, I'm sorry. Normally yeah. we are getting up in the middle of the night. Yeah, we are. To watch yeah. games, or we're and, going um, to we, bed after be. watching a game, or we're going to bed after watching yeah. a game, and then getting up in the middle of the night slash early yeah. morning to it all gets anyway. Yeah. Forget all that. I it's think, not going to be super complicated. Yeah, yeah the um, yeah, we'll come anyway. We'll come back to the women's world. Welcome Cup to maybe the show too. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to kick off just having a bit of a chat about what we've been up to, Matt. What you've been doing this weekend? Any fun? Oh well, the last weekend, uh, yes. Um, it was a oh, it was a fun-packed football Friday night special. I uh, Matt Martha Mariners over thirty-fives Division Two. I'm sure, you guys are out there are all aware of um, the lofty status that I play at. We had an away game against Casey Comets, which we led one uh, nil at half time. I then came on the pitch and we lost four one. I don't think that was anything to do, obviously, with my um, introduction to to the team, but. Um, I know we've talked about this before, Dan, a few times. When you play over 35s football um, and you're in your, let's say, mid to late 40s, you're actually playing against people who are significantly younger than you and quite quick and compassable and do all that sort of stuff. So it was yeah, a bit I, of a lesson. Yeah. Yeah, the um, the league's Tough a blend one. of sort of of people 45 plus with massive, with yeah. sort of clinging on to, with their male egos, yeah. clinging on to yeah. the fact that they, you know, can still play this game. And then you've got the Not guys me, that just obviously. Sort of, yeah. yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm yeah. Present company accepted. You're the exception that yeah. proves the rule, Matt. Yeah, um, but exactly. There is, yeah. um, there are some also uh, guys that are kind of getting to their sort of early 30s and then they hit that 35 and think, oh, how long? I can just sort of. I can be like um, Cristiano Ronaldo now because I'm playing yeah. against all these old guys who can't run yeah. very well. And so, yeah, Casey Comets would be a team, younger demographic in the uh, in the Casey South Cranbourne yeah, area. So you will find yeah. there'll be young whippets, <laughs> young lads. Uh, not Young 38-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a good game. Yeah. Um, the wind, the, it was super windy. I mean, in our defence, we were 1-0 up. And then, obviously, the wind, you know, we played... Uh, against the wind in the second half but it was nice as usual it was nice to have a few beers with the boys afterwards and, and get together and I was actually I had this um, obviously because I'm getting old now so I have these you know these moments in life where, oh you're not um, old Matt 
Please stop. No, I. Oh, shut up. No, I um, got a um. I was I was in the car getting a lift to the game, and it was dark. And I was thinking, we're driving now. I was thinking, you could literally be anywhere in the world, like England, or you know, you know, thinking of days back then when you used to, you know, play football with yourself and others. And you kind of it doesn't matter where you are in the world; it's kind of the same feeling. It's a nice feeling going off to play a game. And my two boys had matches on Friday nights as well. Um, although my eldest son was banned because he got too many yellow cards, so he was suspended. His team lost five nil, so he was quite happy not to play in that game because apparently they didn't play well and my other son they drew nil-nil so that was football done and then Mornington Soccer Club had their trivia night on Saturday night so some raised some good funds for the club for the junior presentation had a lot of beer which was nice um, didn't do anything special in the in the in the quiz it was actually well just before I wrap up the um, I worked out a, a trivia quiz is quite a good way of of realising you're getting older. Not that this is a theme, but the categories were 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and then I think like a sort of 2020s slash random. So I peaked at about 90s and then it was downhill from there. So you know when you, you're really smashing it out of the park getting all these questions, you'd have loved it. And then all of a sudden you hit like the 20s, the 2000s and the 2010s and you're like, I realise I know nothing from It depends that point. on so, what, what it yeah. is in the 2010s. Like I still yeah. would know lots about, you know, sport and... Um, yeah, it was. I don't know. Politics. Was, yeah, politics. Uh, I think like, if, it's um, just, that, if it's just what if it's just chart music and then like yeah, it was it know, was it was memes, tough. It was tough. And I'm old struggle yeah. memes. Yeah, it was. So memes, um, yeah. yeah, no, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a nice, nice little weekend. Had a good time. It's nice. My, me and my family, we all went to that to that. So uh, yeah, happy days. Just, so um, just going back yeah, to the nice Casey weekend. Comics game, Matt. Just yeah. going back to the Casey Comics game. Well, did you yeah. play on the main pitch there? Uh, no, oh, we actually I'm... played on the pitch out the back, which is very nice pitch. Considering it's midwinter here, it was, it was no, because I just it struck me since I've been in Australia, yeah. and it is a while since I've actually pulled my boots and shin pads on. But yeah. we the actual facilities you play on are so much better than I'm used oh, to. Oh, heaps in better, England. heaps better. Like yeah. you, you were playing yeah. under floodlights, right? I think yep, I've only ever lights. played in England. I'd only ever played in floodlights like one other time or something. Yeah. Whereas it's most quite of common. Games, yeah. like, like most of the facilities have floodlights. I mean, Mornington yeah. Soccer Club is, is a bad example, actually, because I think the facilities aren't the best. But no. but when you go away from home, most of the time yeah. you're on playing on a pretty good pitch. It's flat. Well, it's normally... Play on a flat pitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's normally, normally quite well. Just, yeah. I think that's just maybe because of space, though, probably, isn't it? Resorting and spacing. Yeah. Um, changing rooms, sorry to keep saying that, which have showers generally. Um, I have to say the away changing room only had two toilets and two showers, which is a bit mm. of a letdown. Did you, uh, did you leave yeah. a note in the suggestions box on your way out? Uh, I left more than yeah. a note in the suggestions box, I can tell you. Uh, no. Oh, well, there was only two toilets, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dirty protest. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. 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 I hope they're not if listening you list, to this. Casey comments, <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Although, it was although actually... <laughs> Actually, one of the lads, one of the lads, um, made a slight error. Considering we're all well over thirty-five, of having quite a strong chili previous to the match, so it was uh, the the lack of toilet facilities was an issue. But yeah, um, it was good. And no, you're right. Actually, like Mount Martha's a home ground. We're getting the changing rooms built and the club rooms. It looks great, as I've mentioned before. Yeah. And we play on the pitches. The pitch is actually pretty poor because um, one thing over here. Oh, I don't know if it's over here, but just in Victoria, or maybe it's just in the peninsula area. The the council own nearly all the all the sporting facilities, and obviously the clubs, you know, kind of hire them out per, or, you know, semi permanently. Um, 
and they use a lot of winter grass uh, sorry a lot of summer grass so the pitches look fantastic in the summer when they're not being used and in the winter they kind of go this yellow color and they really die out so mm. that is that's that's actually as much as it's good playing on a flat surface most of the time it is a bit odd because you don't really have a lot of grass coverage so you know one one to ponder uh, later on but anyway enough of me wobbling on what about you what did you get up to um what did i do i went to the peninsula hot springs on friday night Ooh. i wasn't supposed to go but i had a, someone had, had a spare thing so i went down with my my nephew and my son and we yeah we did a nice. bit of cold plunging bit of sauna action <laughs> Uh, it's really good for those that for those that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah. sorry not action yeah, yeah that's yeah. the wrong you went in a word. sauna and it was not <laughs> yeah um, for those yeah, that don't know yeah, it's like yeah. natural thermal um, like springs underground and it's like uh, it's, it's actually a huge place now it used to be yes, like, more it's massive isn't it there. yeah it's a real tourist um, it's on the tourist route as well isn't it it's really uh, yeah it's really busy but it was nice it's um, it's like lots of it's just really hot sort of sulfurous pools and come out and it's really good good to have a have a shower and then yeah came back here so it's a not a typical Friday night normally it's no. sort of glass of wine and on the couch watching minority sport but this time i was actually uh, <laughs> uh in, in this in the hot springs with lots of tourists and my yeah. and my nephew nephew and son so yeah it was nice it was good it was a different nice. different and then nice. um saturday my my middle daughter um uh, played played um australian rules football because she nice. yeah, which she has been doing over the last few years and yeah she's playing for the, the representative team yeah, she's um, doing she pretty debuted, well, isn't she? she debuted, yeah, she is. She debuted two weeks ago. They're actually a, a it's, debut it's actually or a debut. Sorry to interrupt you in an Australian debut. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she um, she debuted two weeks ago, and then yeah. they're kind of they're quite they're stats obsessives. So you can at the end of the game, it gets published. Like twenty four hours later, you get how many kicks, how many handballs, how many marks, how many tackles, how many goals. Oh, okay. Like it's um, and you can actually you know and it's sort of a little representation of how you played so she did she, she got the most kicks of anyone in her team and she nice. got and they also rate you they, they do like a voting system uh, she yeah. got fourth best on ground out of the out oh, okay of her team. sweet so, that's good she's getting recognized which is fantastic yeah. so it's yeah it's the it's the sort of stable for for the next level up which is the professional league so she's generally the AFL, doing really well AFLW? AFLW, yeah AFL women yeah. so yeah which yeah. is which is growing every year. And um, yeah, so look, she enjoys it. That's the main thing. Nice. We're on the road again, going to Craigie Burn again on Saturday, hopefully. She finds out every week whether she gets in the team. Oh, she's been training yeah. since October. It's a, it's a real mission. But she's, look, the most thing, yeah. the most important thing is she's loving it. So yeah, and uh, so, and um, yeah, she's, she's and she is, she's pretty good. I mean, I'm a biased father, obviously, living in oh, vicarious no, I'd imagine, my children. I'd imagine uh, she's got the, uh, <laughs> she's got the, she's probably got the Rogers predisposition to be at least handy yeah. at every single sport known to man. So, well, yeah, that's I'm, I'm, I'm reasonably, yeah. oh, thanks, Matt. Uh, it, but the problem was, Matt, I've got no engine. As, as you know, I, I'm, I can I can sprint yeah. for about four meters slowly. Um, but yeah, you, nev- my you never adapted your game. That. You never adapted to the modern game, did you? That's your problem. <laughs> I didn't. I was a bit of a throwback to the 1950s yeah. era. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was born. I've I was got born the ahead of behind my time. The, I've got the engine, my daughter, but no technique. And in fact, yeah. <laughs> in, fact both, <laughs> in fact, both my daughters are incredible yeah. runners. They win their cross countries every year. Yeah, and they that they sprint. And they just run all day. And I think they got that yeah. from my wife, who was a monster champion, uh, a runner. So she tells everyone. 
yep. which is which so so it's definitely the aerobic capacity those mitochondria in their cells i think definitely coming from their mum not me but yeah in terms of skills and finesse i'll i'll, I'll take that yeah you um, should take that one, take that one. <laughs> but yeah it's, yeah, it's great it's great that's watching good. you guys play sport it's a, it's a real yeah, sporting no, it, life here in australia that's kind of what you oh, do it's so weird <laughs> isn't it like the obesity crisis is huge but yet it's still super sport yeah. it's very um very yeah. In, yeah. And, that, yeah. and they're mostly around the edge of a football pitch watching sport the obese people so, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and that was that yeah and then um what did i do yesterday oh we just oh, again more sport <laughs> my younger daughter then was playing for a club team and i'm team manager so i have to print off the team sheet organize who's doing oh the, is that what is the, that in the, the oranges the oranges the oranges as well yeah, yeah. there's about I'm, eight yeah. volunteers required for every game so i'm the, i have oh, to mate. coordinate that all um it's good it's fun yeah it's um yeah so that was my weekend as a, as a, it was just as a team sport. manager as a team manager myself i can um yeah vouch for the yeah the, the pain of organizing stuff having said that now that i don't do junior football anymore it's just like senior stuff it's actually quite a lot easier because you just you, you you don't have to engage too much with the parents all the time which is handy because you don't need them so much so yeah it's all good though it's all good we do our bit don't we so um wow yeah that's uh another another couple of crazy weekends <laughs> locked away it's a roller coaster ride um i <laughs> yeah, think we might have a little yeah. break there and then we'll come back yeah. and we'll talk women's world cup if that's all right with you sweet let's do it see you after see you after this and welcome back to part two of Dan and Matt's Football Chat, um, where we're going to talk a bit about um, Premier League. Um, and obviously, we're in a stage where there's not a lot of action going on. We're, we're in um, the off-season, but there's lots yep. of transfer activity. So we're going to talk, and we'll probably start with Arsenal, Matt. I oh, think, thank you so much, Daniel. Obvious yeah. place to start. Over yeah. to you. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, you know, since we last spoke, it's all been confirmed that Declan Rice has uh, joined Arsenal. And we're, Arsenal are currently the... Uh, well, British, obviously, but the English um, record transfer holders, if that's a title. So we've won the ch- we've won the ch- transfer window. Obviously, that's it. You know, first trophy of the season's done. Um, Have is- you got your Declan Rice shirt yet? Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Home, home away third kit. Um, yeah. You know, I've got initialed ones on my. Um, it's a good look for a middle-aged man wearing oh, a mate, little pre-match like, pre-match hours. kit, yeah. training top, the works. Yeah, I've got a poster coming as well. So, no, it's uh, it's very cool. exciting. Um, I love you see all the unveiling videos now, don't you? And where you know they get to they get shown around the club and um, meet everyone and there's lots of handshakes but he he genuinely seems excited to come and and I'm very excited to see him um, play for us hopefully very soon the the Arsenal have gone on their uh, tour to uh, the United States and he's in the team there and so is Jurian Timber who's the um, the Dutch international we got from Ajax who's a very capable defender as well so it's quite exciting um it's quite it's still quite weird I, I read a lot of blogs about Arsenal and podcasts and stuff and it's not that we're some tiny team but we've traditionally never been like up there with the Man Uniteds and you know now Man City's Chelsea's spending loads of money and it's quite mad that we basically <laughs> just went out and have already spent almost 200 million pounds this season at this transfer window it's just it, it is a bit weird tr- trying to get used to it so um yeah, very happy about that. There's obviously, uh, it's not just all, all about Arsenal, um, even though we've got some players that we want to ship out. But uh, 
the 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 Saudi Arabia sort of thing. I don't know what I still don't know quite. I think we're going to be doing podcasts for the next year. Going, I'm not still sure what's happening there, but obviously uh, they're trying to get Jordan Henderson um, from Liverpool. Is it, is it a charm offensive? Is is that what the Saudis are doing? Like, probably God, I don't know, Dan. How long have you got? But I feel I find I find I don't know about you, but the Jordan Henderson transfers obviously caused quite a lot of controversy. If it happens anyway, because it, as you probably know, um, he was a very you know vocal sort of. Uh, mm advocate for rights of what you know you know minority groups disadvantaged groups yeah. particularly in this case let's be honest it's this the elephant in the room um it happened in qatar he's he's a he has been a big advocate for lgbti um groups as well so it's not going down very well with a lot of people that he's potentially going to saudi arabia but then you get to the old question of he's going to be on seven hundred thousand pounds a week tax-free for about three years so you know I'd love to say that I, my, if I was in his position, my um, moral standing, whatever you want to call it, my you know my values would hold. But it, it's a it's a weird one. It's yeah. been reported that its terms have been agreed, but we've not actually heard anything yet from him. He's joining uh, Stephen Gerrard apparently, and I think Fabinho as well um, from Liverpool. So th- these 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 transfers are um, continuing at a pace. Uh, it's it's easy to judge someone else's like reaction yeah, to money, absolutely. isn't it? I mean, it's, yeah. uh, you don't know how you'd you cope, but yeah, it's a bit disappointing given he's taken some moral stand, stands before. Um, but then you know, at a football level, Newcastle are making oh yes, sensible signings annoyingly. Yeah, yeah. Tonali um, <laughs> yeah. from from Milan. That was a big signing. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he's seen the footage of him playing football <laughs> yeah. with a little kid. Did you see that? No, I haven't yet. No. He, was, he was house hunting. He's house hunting in Newcastle, and then oh, yeah. a local kid came out and he had a little kick around. It was quite cute. It was very wholesome nice. content. But uh, apparently, he had a little kick around in his in his new garden. With apparently, his, uh, he with didn't want to leave kid. Milan though. Did you hear this? He didn't want to leave Milan. Yeah. And I didn't he, hear that. No, no, he was kind of you know because obviously the money in Italy is not what it was so you know they basically forced him out the door and he was very unhappy so it will be interesting to see how he settles in at Newcastle because obviously he's a professional apparently he's quite an aggressive player and he's kind of he's like an aggressive Perlo so it sounds perfect for the Premier League quite annoyingly Um, just going back to Arsenal Matt do you think Rice Odegaard Havertz is a sort of mouth Havertz God um, how could I forget Havertz it's been a long day because they've never Chelsea never played him in his his desired position they played him as a striker and he's not really a striker He's sort of like a hybrid striker, isn't he? Yeah. He's a link sort of man. He's not really... And I think Arsenal will know that. And Arteta's not stupid. He will play him in that sort of advanced sort of number 10 type position. Well, yeah. I don't know whether you'll play those three against the top teams because I don't I think this it's probably a little bit lightweight with Odegaard and well, Havertz. It's <laughs> um, interesting. I mean, he's got the ball the whole time it's not. Well, but, you know. Yeah, it's an interesting question because um getting all st- sort of you know tactical um as far as I can. Um Havertz plays left wing right wing sort of second striker sort of center forward mid and attacking midfield. He there's a lot of it's actually <laughs> being a bit of an Arsenal nerd. It's got a lot of Arsenal fans quite excited about where's he actually going to play because Granit Xhaka played in the left eight position. So to get all statty, uh, to get all, um, sorry, football formations, if you play a sort of the three in midfield, you have a number six, which is like your defensive midfielder, which is basically where Rice is probably going to play. Then you have Odegaard and 
last season, Xhaka playing as the eights on the left and right. So they're kind of kind of box to box in old fashioned terms. Um, but Havertz apparently is going to play in the left eight role that um, Xhaka was playing in, and he's a very different player. But apparently, his uh, he he offers a lot defensively because he he's very good on the ball. So kind of like you like you're saying, if you have the ball a lot. Um, and he can press and win the ball back quite quickly. You don't necessarily need to be that kind of, you know, a defensive player. And Xhaka played that role and his defensive contributions went right down there, but his attacking ones went up. So I think it's all about it's all about that balance of a, um, defense and attack. So uh, I'm going to sneeze. And I've just sneezed. Thank you. Yeah. Um, hopefully I'm <laughs> muted. I think, the, I, think, I, think, <laughs> I just think they won't play... It's gone a bit over my head, Matt. Honestly, yeah. technical language because I don't really yeah. understand it. But yeah, I don't think they'll play those. That, I think they'll play those three against half the league. Uh, but I don't think they'll play them against Man City, for example. Then they'll need they'll need a little bit yeah, more fun I, in that midfield. I, you you um, look, you, you you say that. I I almost agree with you. But then, if you look at modern football at the elite level, defending is basically about keeping the ball for so many teams now. Like the top level teams, they they def, they stop yeah. you scoring by having possession all the time. So I think if if Arteta wants to make Arsenal, you know, directly competitive slash better than Man City, which is a massive thing to do, then he would want to play Havertz because then we keep the ball. But look, it's, it's really nice to see um, this kind of stuff happening as an Arsenal fan, obviously. So I'll keep yeah. you informed on his, and I'll teach you about what a, an eight is and a six and all that sort of stuff. Great, thanks. Yeah. Get, the, get the chalkboard out <laughs> next time. What about, um, yeah, anyway, enough about Arsenal. What about Sunderland? <laughs> I know there's other teams, but I, I think uh, I told you, I, I watched the Sunderland training video <laughs> and there's about a million, million yeah. Sunderland we, videos come uh, up on my YouTube. There's not really feed. much else to report. Only, only we've got this young lad Chris Rigg who just turned 16 yeah and he's getting I mean look it's pre-season he's getting a run but yeah. he's he's captained England all the way up yeah. and there's rumours he was off to Newcastle although how he, how he would get in the Oof. Newcastle team who knows at the age 16 yeah. but he's fantastic like he's, he's he played a couple of games last year yeah. um, but he's in he's in he's been sort of tipped to like break into the first team as a regular this year so watch that he's young um, he's actually from, um, I think it's Heaven, like sort of Tyneside area, but right. which, which which counts for something somehow in the north. Is like, oh, where is he actually? Where is he actually from? He's a local oh, he's lad. actually a Geordie. Like, yeah. but he's a local lad, and he's come through the academy as a lot of products have come through our academy. And, and also, he's uh, so kind of one, one to he's, watch. he's kind of been stolen from under the noses of Newcastle. So if he succeeds, it's even better for Sunderland, isn't it? It's kind of more keyed off. Yeah, probably. You know, you know? probably. But then if he does badly, then it, things turn against him. Yeah. Now look, he he, he seems to be a really a level-headed kind of kid. I mean, yeah. as I said, uh, just to make you feel old, Matt. Guess what yep. was at number one uh, when Chris Rigg was born? Oh, jeez, I don't, I don't. He's, he turned sixteen, so uh, he, he was born in nineteen. Uh, he's been in two thousand and seven. Two thousand and seven, he was born. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Please, please. number one. He Put was born. Uh, he was born <laughs> to the to the sounds of Rihanna. Umbrella. Oh, jeez. Was, was number one in the charts. So yeah, there you Blimey. go. Um, other ones, Mason Mount. Like some people oh, yeah, think Mason it's a bit Mount. underwhelming. I think it is a bit underwhelming, but Underrated I think it's a really player. good signing because I think it's, it's exactly what Man United need. I don't really like him. Like he's really underwhelming. Like when he comes on as a sub for him, oh yeah, that's like, oh, right. You you were you go coming on. If, if, oh, if, I just if, don't. I, I, it doesn't do anything <laughs> wrong. He just runs yeah, around yeah. a lot and then he misses. Just, yeah, he's you like don't, you don't of, appreciate. He's the a real academy identikit player. He's like been shaped into like, and I don't. And as I said, he's really useful. And yeah, if you play yeah. for your club, you'd love him because he'd run around yeah. all day. But is he exciting? 
And not does he have to so. be Daniel? Um, but is he be? really useful? And will he improve Man United? Definitely. Like, can I, you know, can I just point? Money. Can I just point any new listeners to our World Cup chat? Um, episodes yeah. from obviously the World Cup Back where you, Dan, Dan's extensive <laughs> issues with Lionel Messi and um, Mason Mount are, are explained I, in more I, detail. Did I, did I have a go at Mount then as well? I, can't I remember, think he wasn't I? a favourite player. He's a, he's a player a lot of I people just like, don't like. I just I just like I don't really I don't have anything against the guy. No. Like he's a, he seems like a nice guy, but he um he just doesn't excite me. I, I want to see footballers with sort of you know flair and I do understand, um, but yeah. to put to, to, as as I was saying earlier with the left eight chat, but you do the, the modern game. You do need you do need players like him who are like you know keep the ball moving. A, a technically very yeah, good. It's just pragmatism. I don't deal in. I don't. I don't. No, deal you in don't. Pragmatism. You, do, you I deal, deal in romanticism. Absolute, romanticism and absolute. The, uh, yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> the thing about Chelsea, though, there is a bit of a there is a bit of a narrative here. They're yeah. obviously like carpet bagging every selling all their players to their the clubs that they own in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah. <But> they, yeah, <laughs> but but what they yeah. what they're also doing a lot of those yeah. youth players like yeah. Mount. Yeah. Is they're selling the sort of the, the jewel, the family jewels in a way. Like yeah. these are players that they've kind of invested in since they were children. They've got you've seen the pictures of you know these kids. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, it's crazy. Twelve years old, yeah. and they're selling a lot of them and yeah. getting rid of them. But um, yeah. yeah, and I think Obama Yang is still on the books. So it'd be yeah, interesting he, to see what happens there. They've got financial fair play, haven't they? they? But, to, to find yeah. sorry they've got a financial fair play to consider the other thing I was just going to briefly interrupt you there sorry Dan but I was going to say do you remember Aidan McGeady who played for Sunderland yes. I read a good interview with him the other day he's 37 and he's um, which you know mm-hmm. I remember him coming through and thinking you know obviously he's a bit younger than us but he actually made a really good point he said um, you know good for Sunderland he said one of the reasons he had to leave there was because obviously they were investing in younger players and it, they needed a massive revamp and obviously that's now starting to bear fruit and you know they've actually got good assets mm-hmm. you know so it's uh, yeah I just thought that was you know as a slight aside um, yeah, that's cool. quite a nice hit thing to hear about yeah there's yeah. also we did a lot of Postcoglu last time so we won't touch on that again but Spurs have signed James Madison who seems to me a very Spursy kind oh, of player yeah, yeah. He's, he's very he's a real he fits the bill doesn't he um, yeah, but I, he's a yeah. great player he's, and... I, I, I've got actually got a lot of time for him because um, he's a bit of a throwback player I thought you'd like him because um, obviously you're not uh, up to date with the modern game but no the uh, <laughs> no. But, no but he I, he was strongly linked with Arsenal plus about every other top six team last year, wasn't he? And he actually stayed at Leicester, um, who got relegated. And I think he still scored over 10 goals and got, um, you know, a, a good amount of assists as well. So he was, you know, he was a very decent player for a struggling team. I mean, he probably knew, you know, he was going to be picked up at the end of the season, but he still put it in. And he's got a bit of he's something. I mean, let's be honest. He had a pop at... Um, was it uh, oh you know Jeremy Clarkson once as well? So anyone who does that in my eyes is you know he's a decent lad. So um, he um, did he get in the England squad last year? Yeah, did he, or was he, he did he just? I can't remember. He, does, he was but in, but he never played. Is that yeah, right? He doesn't really. Yeah, he did. He was at the World yeah. Cup squad. Um, he, I think he's barely got any caps. He's another one of those players. That I think if he didn't have. Um, you know, a few more established stars in there already. He'd be definitely getting more caps, you know. Um, but like, yeah. you, you know, Grealish Mount, for example. Do you remember there was a lot of call for, for um, you know, going back to your Mount issues, um, that um, for for him to play in uh, in in instead of Mount. But um, yeah, no, he's he's decent and def- definitely. 
uh, a Spurs player. And Spurs are, and West Ham are currently in Australia, aren't they? Actually, uh, doing a series of friendlies. So um, yeah, they're in Perth, weren't they? They are in Perth. Yeah, which is a long. To be fair, from where we are, it might as well be in. Well, it's Germany. probably closer to London, actually. It probably is. <laughs> oh, how we laugh! Yeah, um, yeah. So other than that, football, men's football wise, I'm not sure what's really. Other, other, you know, you've got a few yeah. things floating around. I did see something about, um, I mentioned it to you earlier, um, you know, back in England again, Reading uh, are in League One now, aren't they? Got relegated from the Championship and um, it seems like they're in, I was reading they're really in trouble. They, they're a bit like Blackpool where a few years ago they've got, um, they lost some, you know, multiple players came to the end of their contracts last year, uh, sorry, end of last season and, and have gone. They've got one goalkeeper registered with them apparently for the entire uh, you know for for the, for the entire squad and they they they're really struggling and it's it's the women's team was you know got relegated from the women's super league and has uh, got a lot of financial issues and it's kind of sad to see not like, not that they're a massive club but you know they're always a, a decent at least championship level club and they've you know they've been in and out of the premier league and it's kind of it's always a bit hard to see a, a long standing team really struggling again and 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 they've had multiple owners and all this kind of stuff so i know this i was just reading apparently a supporters groups are trying to Basically, um, fix up the fixture of their uh, the, the, the sorry, fix up the kind of the foundations of their club and the future of their club a bit, really. So, you know, good luck to them. But uh, yeah, it was just a bit. You know, it's the other end of the table, isn't it? You've got teams like mine spending hundreds of millions on a couple of players, and then you've got a team that's had a lot of money invested into it. And then mm. the owners have had to pull the plug by well, the sounds of things. So hopefully they'll stay afloat. And you know, yeah. the thing you hold on to is that things can change. You know, you look at Luton, for example. Yeah. Um, you know, things can swing around in. Yeah, that's spaces, a, that's a know, good a example. Seasons, yeah. So. Apparently, so apparently you've got to really cling on to. Just on that quickly, apparently with the Reading thing, and it's something that's hurt, hurt world football. You know, and definitely in Italy as well, and. Uh, is because they've got Chinese owners and apparently due to a lot of um, restrictions now on Chinese wealth, you know, finance um, being taken out of the country, it's making it very difficult for these Chinese owned clubs to actually continue at the level that they were literally, you know, a couple of seasons ago. So anyway, be inter- hopefully it works out. It'll be interesting to see how it all, it all sort of pans out. And obviously we've yeah. now got the... Women's World Cup around the corner, so should we have a little break and maybe have a chat about that? We'll have a little break, a little stretch, I think, and then we'll come back and talk talk women's football, which uh, kicks off in just a few a few days' time. Lovely See you after stuff. this. Hello, and welcome back to part three, where we're going to do a little. Uh, dive um, just beneath the surface of the water into the World Cup teams. Um, <laughs> yep. We might start off. Yeah, we'd probably just go. I'm a I'm a scientific logical man, Matt. So I think we'll just start with A, shall we? Yeah, we why not? Group a. We've already touched on some aspects of Group B because that was the game that we talked about last week. But um, yeah, yeah. So Group to, A is obviously. yeah. Group yeah. A is uh, New Zealand, Philippines, uh, Norway, and Switzerland. Yes. Um, New Zealand. They're not not great pedigree, but the no. home advantage will help them. Yeah. Um, and the Philippines are actually coached by the old Australian boss who left left under a bit of a cloud, Alan Stadjic. You know, yeah, he's a very respected coach as well. Of, 
very respectful. Rumours of poor culture. Yeah. And, and he left just before the World Cup last time. So it'd be interesting to see how, how that plays out. Uh, Norway yeah. obviously have the one of the best players in the world, Ada Hegerberg. Yes. Um, and yeah, don't know too much about Switzerland. So it's actually kind of open, this this group, I suppose. Um, yeah. I mean, you probably fancy Norway and Switzerland, but uh, New Zealand will probably fancy getting in. Nor- I think um, it's a tough one because Switzerland are, are sort of ranked 20th in the world in FIFA. They've got a fairly decent team, but just, you know, <laughs> below them are New Zealand. So it's kind of a, I reckon you're right, it's quite a competitive, quite a competitive group in a weird way. It's probably way. Norway. The, 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 the seeding would suggest Norway and Switzerland yeah, would be favoured yeah. to go and through, you, right? And you'd hope you've got the you, home advantage factor. Yeah. yeah. So... But New Zealand have we'll only beaten Vietnam. They only New Zealand only beat Vietnam, um, and they'd lost. They've basically been in very poor form. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. So. We'll see. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Group B yeah. is we we mentioned last week, didn't we? Uh, Canada and Nigeria. Yes. So we won't go too much into those two because we've touched on those. But I think you've done a little bit of uh, work on the Australians, Matt. Can you tell us a bit about the Matildas? Uh, yeah. Well, as you said. Um, you know they they had their old coach now is at the Philippines and it was very controversial and um, I think it's how do you pronounce it Stajic uh, sorry Stajic? I think he's, yeah, Stajic, I yeah Stajic. he's got Croatian heritage I think um, Tony Gustafsson came in uh, who had been involved with you know massive success with the um, USA Women's National Team World Cup wins etc cetera, etc cetera. and I remember I don't know if you remember when he took over there was basically Australian form went very wobbly Matilda's lost a lot of games drew they there's formation changes that a very poor um Asian cup as well by their own standards but they've hit a real groove uh recently I think they've won something like eight or nine out of the last 10 games they've got some you know they've obviously got Sam Kerr who anyone who knows anything about women's football knows Sam Kerr absolutely you know world-class genuinely world-class uh footballer you know all-time uh, top goal scorer in, in international goals for across men and women's football for Australia. Uh, Gustafsson s- seems to, we, you know seems to have got them going in a good way now. They've beaten England, who are really you know very good European champions. Just last warm up game before the World Cup, they beat France um, with basically a full strength team. Australia have got. A v- I would say they're not favourites like cast iron favourites. They've got home advantage, which is massive. Um, they've also got a very good um, sort of blend of experience and up-and-coming players. So, uh, you know, all, all their players play um, mainly across the top leagues in Europe, America, and down here in Australia as well. So... In the you know, so there's a good balance there. You've got you know, players like Steph Kately, Alana, Alana Kennedy, who is you know, uh, I, I really rate her, she's a very good player, very hard. Ellie Carpenter is one of my favorite um female players. I think Ellie, yeah, Ellie Carpenter, I think yeah. is one is an important player, she's, yeah, she's so great. strong yeah. and, and quick, you know, yeah. They, and um, they've so def- so they've got decent, you know, and you look at the other ones, like you know, just some really good stuff like Tameka Yallop, who. It, you, might, you might remember there's a Frank Gallup who was you know back in the day played for Australia so there's some good stuff Emily Van Egmond and they've also got um, up with Sam Kerr you've got you know Caitlin Ford but also Mary Fowler who's like the you know the sort of young gun it was if, if you go into um, sports Rebel Sports yeah, there's a plug for Rebel Sports in a big sports chain in Australia you'll see uh, Mary Fowler alongside Sam Kerr in so 
in the sort of advertising for all the new football boots and stuff. So they've got some... Was that, was um, that a come and get me plea, Matt? Or a, yeah, Rebel, Rebel Sports, Sport, if you're listening, like? we're up for sponsorship. <laughs> no, so... Um, Mr. Rebel. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, she could Mary Fowler could have played for the Republic of Ireland, so maybe keep that quiet from some people that um, are very near and dear to our hearts. That's good, uh, Jack Grealish, um, yeah. like yeah, Jude exactly. Bellingham, yeah. and Declan Rice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> the three highest yeah. transfer fees. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'm going back to yeah. part two again. So, um, so no, I think Australia have got a very good chance. The problem is, will the pressure get to them? Because you know, if anything less than getting to the semi-finals is going to be seen as pretty much a failure and this is football so the last World Cup they got knocked out in the round of 16 they made the quarterfinals three World Cups in a row and then they got to the round 16 and then you know the pressure is on there's no doubt about that but they're in good they're in good form there's good momentum um they they're they're definitely you know they're ranked 10th by FIFA for what you know for what that's worth I think they're definitely in with a a, a good shout but there are some very good teams as uh, that they've got to come up against as well so um, I, yeah I think yeah the, the I think the I think you said you said that a semi final is what's needed I think the poorly informed Australian public will expect them to win this uh, yeah. and and be disappointed if they don't win it and be yeah. critical of them because yeah. Australian public are of demand a lot yeah. uh, and they expect to win things <laughs> um, yeah uh, not quite sure why because they don't really understand the kind of the, the layers and the pecking order and the uh, and so on but yeah I, I think actually i think i'm pretty positive about australia because i think they're, they're the right age there's a lot of players there that is probably their last tournament oh definitely they're, yeah. they're kind of you know they're late yep. they're in the late 20s and yep. their, be- their best players are in their late 20s yeah um and they've got they've got the best striker arguably one of them in the top three in the world anyway yeah um, and yeah, I think the, the group's there for them. They're only, they've only got just a word about Ireland. Not mention them at all. They are debutants yeah. in the competition. They've not played in the World Cup before. I think they won a, you know, they, they won a playoff to get here. They've got two good midfielders, Katie McCabe and Denise O'Sullivan. But yeah. essentially, um, not they're untried at this sort of level and having this sort of intensity playing these three games in the space of a couple of weeks. And I think Australia and Canada should go through yeah. um, based on, on form and based on everything else. But Nigeria, you know, you don't know what you're going to see there. Um, so um, I'll no. look forward to the game on Friday, I, I match, think, which we're yeah, going it, to. Right? I, yeah, that should be good. And I think, um, mm. you know, one of the advantages Australia have weirdly got is I think playing Canada, they're, you know, Canada, the reigning Olympic champions, aren't they? And Australia did well in the Olympics. Mm. I think they got to fourth place. But I think actually having a, one of the, you know, the better teams in your group is good preparation for getting through the group. You know, you've got to be up, you've got to be on your game. Yeah. So we've seen this lot with men, England men's team, haven't we, where they get a group that's fairly easy. And as soon as the old cliche is, as soon as they play a decent team, they get come unstuck. So Australia, you know, they can't go in complacently thinking, well, we'll just get through this group. You know, they've, they, they, they they pr- yep. they should get through the group, but they've also got to play a decent team to to see who wins the group. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see we'll see how they go, and then um, Group C, Dan. What about that? What about Group you? C? Yeah. yeah. So Group C, probably the two favourites are Spain and Japan. Um, Spain got a bit of a cloud over them because of that dispute with some of their top players. So we don't know yeah. quite who's going to turn up, but even whoever turns up will probably be strong enough to get through the group. Japan, like you know, go back sort of seven or eight years they were really peaking they won yeah. this tournament in 2011 run up in 2015 but there is a feeling that kind of the world's caught up 
the, the it's it's a cliche, but you know, J- Japanese players are technically sound. Yes, very um, good. Yeah. And the, the the whole is often greater than the sum of the parts in in, in yeah. Japanese teams. But um, Costa Rica, possibly dark horses. Um, and and Zambia as well, who you know, unfancied, but you know, we don't really know what what to expect from from them. There's, there's always um, going to be a surprise fact about Zambia. Matt, yes, Daniel, please tell fact. me. Um, the the first African landlocked country to compete at a World Cup, which is uh, I thought, uh, given I love quizzes, that's a really yeah. interesting quiz, uh, quiz that, question. That, that, quiz, that quiz question. That question. Sorry, that question didn't come up at the Mornington Soccer Club trivia night. Um, no. Having said I don't that, think it was very highbrow. Well, excuse me, you weren't there, but um, the um, but actually, <laughs> I've been to one before. <laughs> um, uh, apologies if anyone's listening from Mornington Soccer Club. Um, but, no offense. But but, um, but the question was actually one question did come up saying um, about the World Cup, the Women's World Cup winners, and the answer was Japan. And I, it was annoying, so I remember watching them win it in the final because it was a big surprise. And obviously, I got it wrong and said Germany because I'm stupid. But yeah, a little um, yeah slightly boring fact that but uh, yeah no japan japan looked decent definitely um again kind of an australia really like you know the, you know you got takahashi uh kamaga they got you know again um for Gino, so they got they got a mix a decent blend of experience and youth etc but um and at youth level they've you know they've won the world cups like you you were saying they kind of peaked their youth peaked a few years ago it's kind of are they going to do it again now or not really it's uh it'd be interesting to see how they go because they're a bit like australia i feel if they get going i think they'll be a f- very much a force to be reckoned with but um again yeah. as it also could kind of be an opportunity that passes them by so so yeah you'll we'll yeah. see and it'd Just, be interesting uh, to another, see Zambia. <clears throat> I've got, I'm really one for names, Matt, as you know. Yeah, I, I, know love, please, I love names please, of players. Please. Yes, so you there's do. A, there's, a, there's, a, there's someone, one of the Zambia players is called Barbara Banda. Amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> Great name. Yeah. Don't know what she's like, but um, I'll, I'll be certainly be looking out for her. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on TV. Absolutely. Um, Group D. So we've got the, the mighty England, European yep. champions. No yep. Leah Williamson or Beth Mead. But they yeah. do have depth, much like Spain. They've got more than 11 good players, which means that they can you know, probably lose a couple of their stronger ones and still be a decent team. They yeah. will be competitive and yeah. they clearly will be favourites to, to top that group. Uh, Denmark might have something to say about that uh, with their stri- star striker, Peniel Harder. Yeah. Um, China obviously have the population advantage in, in putting together a decent team, but I'm not sure. Again, I'm I, I sort of I'm not sure about the quality that they have. And Haiti, again, I'm not really sure about the quality they have either. It's difficult without that, watching though. them, isn't it? You got like Haiti's, you know, <laughs> FIFA ranks 53, but then like you know you never get to see any of them i think it's a great story you know you think of all the trouble haiti's had over the years i mean like they're sort of almost like a byword for like you know a chaotic kind of you know Mm. like country which is always seems to be having horrible disasters you know you feel really sorry for them but obviously the men's team was there in 1974 is that yeah, it is. Haiti it's Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic. On yeah, his, yeah. And Haiti. Yeah. I call, and it used yeah. to be called Hispaniola did, back in yeah. the colonial times. Yeah, yeah. Let's not, let's not <clears> get <throat> stuck yeah. in right. those. Let's not get cancelled. No, let's not um, get stuck into the club. <laughs> but, but China's in, again, China's interesting because obviously their men's team doesn't do anything at this level. But, they, you know, they're, they're, they've got a decent team at, women, at women's football. So, again, you know, they could, China could spring a few upsets. I don't think they're going to 
win it, but they are decent and they're not, you know, they, you know, um, they uh, are the reigning Asian champions as well. So it's kind of like they're no mugs, basically, in the, to use old fashioned parlance. Yeah. Yeah. And Group right. E. Well, Group moving swiftly on Group E. We've got yeah. the Netherlands with their grand, with their final Need rematch. First yeah. up, I think. Yeah. Um, I think it's first up anyway. Um, and obviously, we, you know, we can't, we, we've got to mention at length the, the USA. Yeah. They're, they're chasing their third success. They won the last two. Yeah. They are, good. you know, they, they've done huge work for the kind of status of the, of the women's game. Yeah. Uh, with, you know, the household names, Rapinoe, for example. Who's retiring, um, isn't she? And yeah. they, yeah, they, 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 I mean, they, they, they go into this, you know, I think favourites to win it yeah. again. Um, I, like, I hope they don't just for the, the sake yeah. of the, ga- the, the game. You, you don't want someone winning it three times. And no one has ever done that in any World Cup, won the, won the World Cup no. three times in a row. Um, but you never know. Again, we'll see what, what they're like. The other talk, the Portugal, they've really, really climbed up the rankings recently, but again, might, might not be. Um, good enough to get out of the group and Vietnam yeah. again I don't know I, I can't handle not tell you much about Vietnam I'm not going to pretend I know lots about them because I just I, I think um, um, it's developing isn't it for Vietnam basically without trying to sound massively patronising but they are you know it's um, they will you know. I was just thinking Matt they'll have mm. massive support in Australia oh yeah right huge yeah like huge. the Vietnamese population in Australia is huge yeah yeah. Um, so you'd think that they're going to be well I think actually the crowds here are going to surprise everyone I think they're going to be really Really, really up for it. I think well, they're going to be really in Australia. Noisy. I think they're going to be really positive. Australia are, are, are closing in on a million ticket sales. Um, it, there's apparently it's not quite as much in, it, it, obviously not as many in um, New Zealand. I think New Zealand. It's a slight sidetrack. New Zealand is not on track, and there's the, uh, for ticket sales, and the, you know it's just like the men's World Cup. There's some doom and gloom stuff about it. You know the usual stuff in the in the newspapers slash media, or, or lack of it in in New Zealand, from what I've heard. But um, Australia is definitely on track. I mean, it's a bit weird living down in near Melbourne. You wouldn't have thought there was an, an international um, football tournament happening. No. But I think everywhere else in Australia, it's pretty big. But um, I think I think you're right, Vietnam. You know, I, you know, from, I, I was just reading about them. I've never seen them play. They're apparently technically very proficient. They've won the <clears> Southeast Asia Games four times in a row, which for our non-Asian-based listeners is basically, obviously, Asia's massive. So a lot of um, what you might take, you know, non-traditional sporting, like, you know, football teams, etc. Australia's been involved at youth level as well with these things where it's an opportunity for them to have a kind of like an inter... Like a, you know, a, 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 a sort of another... Smaller um, tournament uh, for local teams in that kind of you know in in obviously the Southeast Asia, Asia area, um, but it's a good competition you know good experience for competition because these teams don't get to qualify for the bigger tournaments that regularly. So you know th- not that they're going to win the World Cup, I don't think, but um, you know they they can you know they've obviously. Just show you're going to stick your neck out there. I'm going to stick my neck out and say they're a good, they're a good example you've of the development it. of the game. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to win the World Cup. I mean, behind, yeah. think of the fan, the volume of fans. Behind, obviously Australia. Yeah. Um, and then you've got like England and Ireland will be well supported. Yeah. And probably Vietnam were probably probably fourth, aren't they? Yeah, like if you look Viet- at down the list of I reckon, how many people are going to be, you know. There's, the, the Vietnamese population is huge yep. in, uh, it's big. in Australia. China so, as well. China um, as well. Yeah. Be interesting to see how you know, um, China. Yeah, yeah, China. That's true. So, yeah, you know, yeah. it's uh, there's, yeah, it's going to so. be interesting. So you got Group F as well. So what, what have yep. you got in here? Brazil, France, Jamaica, and Panama. Yeah. 
So two fairly big hitters in Brazil and France, <laughs> and then a Jamaica and Panama literally making up yeah. the numbers in this one by the look of it. But um, I would think yeah, so. It's yeah, yeah. So but, yeah. France coached by Herve Renard, or yeah. is it Herve Renard? Uh, um, obviously, who coached Saudi Arabia at the recent Men's World Cup? Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. So he's um, he's a bit of a journeyman manager, if there if there is one. Because if you look at his coach, he's gone. Yeah. He's actually Cambridge United manager uh, oh, like yes. twenty odd years ago, and yes, then he's, he was, wasn't and then he? he's yeah, been, um, he's been all that. sorts of clubs. He's Zam- I think Zambia. Um, he's actually quite emotional, I think, in Zambia because he had, there was that crash where yeah, um, yeah the plane was, crash. Sort of, sort of, yeah. uh, difficult time for him and then he came yeah. back and then yeah um but yeah so he'll be you'll see him on the touchline coaching france his, his yeah. native uh, native france who um, are very good i've got to mention another name I've got to mention another name because jamaica have a striker called bunny shaw great which I name think is fantastic calling great your, name. calling your daughter bunny i wonder if i wonder if she's I named think, after I bunny she, i hope she's brilliant i wonder if she's named after bunny whaler who's also another famous jamaican there you go oh, one, okay. one for the good teenagers point. maybe he was yeah. 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 Okay. Or maybe she will. Um, yeah. So look, yeah. In, in terms of predictions, Matt, who's going to win it? Oh, what that group? Because we've still got two more to go. No, uh, the whole tournament. The whole tournament. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, uh, oh, blimey. Um, well, why don't we finish? I, I'm going to park it. So I, I think. You're going to um, park it? Yeah. Let's, right. let's, let's finish. Maybe we'll off come the, back next Let's time. finish off the roundup and I'll, <laughs> then I'll tell you. I'll t- that's a little prize for you, motivate you. So we got Brazil. I think, I think, we, I think, we, have fin- I think we have finished off the roundup, haven't we? No, we've six still groups, got, isn't we've it? Got, no, there's group G and group H to go, Dan. We've got, we got a few oh, okay. more teams left. We're very professional on this podcast um, <laughs> no, but oh, Brazil, okay, sorry I'm on the wrong page I've got to go over the next page yeah Br- Brazil um, obviously have got uh, you know um, a, a very talented team and you know Marta the absolute legend um, who's in what surely was it a sixth World Cup uh, you know so it's kind of like crazy yeah. really but um, you know are they going to win the World Cup probably not but again you know, if they, if there's a chance to win it, it is probably this one um, with the collection of players yeah, they've got. Yeah. France, good team. And then we've got Group G, Argentina, Italy, South Africa and Sweden. Bit of a weird yeah. one, that, because you've got, you know, f- sort of a couple of real outliers um, in obviously South Africa, Argentina, Italy, fairly similar. Argentina have really come up on the right, uh, um, and, and Italy have really improved massively. And then you've got Sweden, who are a sort of traditional powerhouse female um, football team, rated, you know, again, yeah. FIFA ranking three, just strong everywhere. Um, or, or yeah. you know, it's very hard. I think I think they could win the World Cup. I'm not saying they will. Yeah. So I think they could. Sweden, Clara. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I think they're. I think they're. They're a good. Um, I mean, outside, you know, bet is not really the right term when they're yeah. ranked three. But I think they're very good. Um, <laughs> you know, and then and then the Group H, we got Germany, Morocco, and then Germany again. So, I mean, yeah. Germany are always strong. If if you look at that group, mm. Germany, South of South Korea. The, I mean, Germany, the favourites. And then the other two, Colombia, Morocco, slightly end. There's a little bit of making up the numbers. So, um, I don't know. I, 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 I will say, I'd, I would, obviously, I'd love, for, living over here, I'd love Australia to win it because I think it would just, the, the impact it would have on football in Australia would be huge. Um, but 
I've got to say England, really, haven't I? Let's be honest. You know, that's got to be the team I want. <laughs> uh, I think I think that, you know, they've won the Euros. I know they're missing three big players, but um, <clears throat> America aren't quite the team they were, maybe. You know, I know they are very good still, but... They do have an um, injury as well. Is it yeah. sour? Or I did read it. They're, they're not, they're, you know... I've it really deeply. I, I, yeah, it's... Yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to say England. There you go. Let's put the jinx on England. Who are you going to go yeah. for? I'm going to go with Australia just because I think, I mean, you, you touched on, I think home advantage and I think um, they're good enough to certainly get to the latter stages and then it comes down to who just turns up on those knockout games. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say Australia, but there's Sweet. two or three others that, you know, we're waiting in the wings. So, um, but yeah, we'll see. And it'll, But then again, it'll probably be America, the USA, won't it? But we'll see. If I was uh, a betting man, I'd probably put my money on Sweden just to completely undermine my um, for oh, my okay. previous arguments. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. Yeah. But um, so, so it's your yeah. your emotional choice is England, but then your your head is with Sweden. Yeah, probably. Actually, like, yeah. Look, yeah. at the end of the day, I hope it football's the winner. Is that is that a good enough answer? No, that's not a good enough answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, not really. No. no. <laughs> All right, well, that's all. Right, we wrap up. it up We finished our round up there. I think yeah. we'll wrap it up there. We're yeah. going to the game on Friday, so we we'll are. do another pod uh, with a probably, uh, yeah, a bit of a, probably a bit more of a, more sort of information on the actual experience of going Yeah, to I think we're going to try, aren't we, and try and record a bit while we're there. Yeah. Obviously, record a bit when we're there phone, as well, yeah. See what it's like, you know, security's pretty yeah. tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I okay. do actually know someone who's in charge of, um, who's like kind of, I don't know, what would you call it, is a... Is like a, a meter and a greeter who uh, um, who's working on the game. So it'd be it'd be fun if we bump into them, try and get some upgrades, VIP treatment. That's probably unlikely. Oh, okay. but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Right. Yeah. Or I'll probably just get. They'll just probably say. All right. They'll well, probably um, just say hello I think to we'll me. We'll say goodbye then. <laughs> yeah, I'm rambling now. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lovely to see you, mate. And uh, yeah, goodbye, everybody. Speak soon. Goodbye. Don't forget the website, danamatsfootballchat.com, yes. and social media channels. Instagram, danamats.com. Bye. <laughs> FC. It's not Instagram. FC. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>